Welcome to the Streamline Performance Podcast, where our mission is to provide you, the everyday athlete, with the knowledge, insight, and tools to stay active, improve performance, and avoid injury along the way. We believe that an active life is a life worth living, and if you're here, you likely do too. If you're ready to learn from the best doctors, coaches, athletes, and other leading experts in the ever-changing world of health and wellness, you're in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to the Streamline Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Hattinger. Uh, today, we're talking about your running technique, and um, maybe you've been told to change that at some point due to an injury, or maybe a coach has told you, you know, think might be a little bit more efficient uh, if we make a tweak to how you're running. What I want to talk to you guys about really is this in the context of an injury, and what I see in practice almost every single day when we, whenever we do a gait analysis with someone. So there's several kind of uh, very common things that we see with beginner to amateur, even like intermediate level runners uh, that, that are pretty common across the board that contribute to injury and uh, can, can really be mitigated through technique changes, but also through strengthening. So we'll kind of break those down a little bit today and kind of go over which technique, I guess you could say, flaws would contribute to certain injuries over others and uh, how we might want to make a change to reduce the incidence of injury with that given technique. So uh, the first one, maybe the most common one that you'll see, especially with beginner runners, kind of your couch to 5k, but even sometimes, uh, you know, very seasoned runners as well, uh, is overstriding. And I'm sure many of you have heard of this before, but typically when we look at someone during a gait analysis, we'll look at them from all sides, uh, from both sides, the back and the front, and um, slow things down to look at joint angles and things like that. And overstriding is maybe the easiest thing to kind of recognize. There is no real hard cut. You have to be at this angle or else you're going to get hurt. It's kind of like if you're strong enough to handle the angle that you're landing, then you're less likely to get hurt. Or if the angle is such that it's not putting a lot of stress on the joints or the the muscles, then you're also less likely to get hurt. So we look at overstriding. And uh, from a side view of, of the athlete, if we pause them when their heel or their foot is initially touching the ground at initial contact phase, if we were to drop a plumb line straight down from the front part of their hip, their ASIS and their iliac crest, um, straight down to the floor, would their calf be in contact with that plumb line? And what we see a lot of times with people that uh, are kind of new to running or Uh, Maybe they are playing around with uh, different interval workouts and things like that. They will be overstriding and that calf will not be in the plumb line. And that is kind of a sign of overstriding. So why do we care about that? Really, that forces a lot more what's called ground reaction force through the lower part of the leg, you know, shin, foot, ankle, knee. And then it also kind of makes things a little bit harder on your back as well. If If you can imagine you know, lifting something and holding a weight further out in front of you, anything that's 
further away from your body is going to put more leverage through your, your hips and your back. So from an injury standpoint, what we see a lot of times people that suffer from, you know, shin splints, certainly, uh, sometimes the posterior tib tendonitis, sometimes Achilles issues, anterior knee pain, like patellar tracking issues, all that stuff is very, very common with an overstriding gait pattern. Part of that is due to the force at initial contact, and the other part of it is due to the amount of excursion or the duration that those muscles are under tension trying to slow your body coming over the the ankle as you as you go into that um, mid-stance phase of your gait. So that's probably the biggest one that we'll see. And um, sometimes you can get you can really get away with it if you're strong enough to handle it. So uh, as you'll kind of hear me repeat over and over and over, we might want to make a tweak to your running gait, but we're probably also going to want to make you stronger. And if we hit both of those things, we're really going to be attacking maybe your your issue your, or your pain points from all sides. The other big thing that we'll see is we would call it uh, Trendelenburg gait. Uh, and this kind of also goes hand in hand with your knee window being closed. And if you're looking at someone head on as they run at you, if their knees are basically touching through the mid stance portion of their gait, we would say the knee window is closed. We'd like to see some daylight there. Usually when the knee window is closed, you'll see it's called a Trendelenburg stance where the there's kind of a, a hip hike where the pelvis is tilted down. And that's going to cause a lot more stress not only through the back, but through the hips and the lateral part of the leg and your knee. And so a lot of people that run with this type of a gait pattern would be more susceptible to things like potentially meniscal issues, uh, glute tendinopathies, piriformis issues, IT band syndrome, lower back pain with running, all that good stuff. And then maybe the, the third biggest thing that I see clinically is really people not being able to be aware of their body position. So we do like to see people have a little bit of a forward trunkling. And what we can do uh, when we look at someone running from the side is uh, we can just measure what your trunk angle is like. It doesn't need to be a lot. We'd like to see somewhere in the neighborhood of like a five, maybe 10 degree forward trunkling. But the people that overstride really, really struggle with being a little bit too vertical. These are people that you're going to have uh, you know, a lot of lower back pain. Sometimes uh, there'll be your plantar fasciitis or Achilles issues just because when they land, their center of mass is, is displaced enough to put too much stress on the lower leg or their back and their hips. So we can kind of control for that overstriding by just getting a little bit of a forward lean. And that's maybe one of the most common cues that I give people. Let's try to get a little bit of a forward lean and just make your, your footsteps quiet. And if we can make them quiet and you get a little bit of a lean go, we know that you're gonna be taking a little bit shorter of a stride, which is gonna feel very weird at first, for sure. But if we can control those variables and give you some kind of an external cue to think about, like the sound that your feet are making, you're gonna be a lot more likely to start to gain awareness about your position. And as you gain more awareness about the position, um, you're going to be able to control that under a, a variety of circumstances. So if you're going out for just your easy Z1 run, you're gonna be able to control it pretty well there. 
maybe you start adding some tempo or some strides or maybe you're doing hill work you're going to start to be able to control all these variables under different circumstances like that and that's really where you become a little bit uh, quote-unquote bulletproof is when you can apply the tweaking of these variables to different scenarios to, to continue to control the stresses that are going on when you're running. A lot of people really harp on foot contact, forefoot versus midfoot versus heel strike. We see runners at the top level run at all kinds of foot contact. By and large, they have to be very strong to tolerate that though. So um, whatever we are looking at from a, from a foot contact standpoint, I, I might not want to change that right away, but unless it's contributing to your injury, we want to offload that a little bit. But we might just say, hey, you know, this, uh, this forefoot strike is okay right now, but we know it's contributing to some of your Achilles pain or why your calves are so tight. So uh, maybe let's, let's just try hitting with a midfoot strike or implementing drills into your runs uh, to focus on a midfoot strike to just limit the stress. And in that time that we're working on the drills, we're also just, again, creating that awareness. And I, I really, really harp on the awareness piece with athletes. The more you can become aware and volitionally control how you're moving, the easier it's going to be for you to become autonomous and start to control this stuff out on your own without someone pointing these things out to you. But as with any kind of a movement skill, such as running or squatting or jumping, if we do too much too soon, it doesn't matter if, you're, if your form is perfect, we do too much too soon or the intensity and the volume is too high initially and we're not strong enough and we don't have the capacity to handle it, we're probably going to end up with an injury. So when we work with runners, it's usually a three-pronged approach of looking at what their programming has been like for the past couple months or since their injury onset or, or a little bit prior to their injury onset. Obviously, their injury history has something to do with that too. Then we would look at clinically how strong they are, what's, what's their mobility like, and what does that look like from a functional standpoint when they run. So if we piece all three of those things together, we can start to create a really, really good plan of care for you. And it's not just like, oh, get your glutes stronger. It's really a, a holistic approach to treating your pain and making you kind of autonomous in how to continue to run without getting hurt in the future. So just a few tidbits to think about when you're running. And um, if you guys have any questions about this stuff, you can always reach out to us uh, visiting our website, www.ptstreamline.com. There's a no-cost consult call that you can sign up for there if you want to talk to any of us about that. Um, we do gait analysis all the time, and we can instruct you how to send videos our way for that as well. So, hope you guys have a great day, and keep working hard. Have a good one.